Good morning and welcome to On The Pace. I'm Michael Guerin, your host for the next 30 or so minutes, talking all things harness racing predominantly in New South Wales. But of course, we have the Hunter Cup with plenty of New South Wales interest coming up this Saturday at Melton in Victoria. The draw tonight at 7pm. The all-important draw for Expensive Ego and King of Swing. We had Fred talking to the uh, driver and quasi-trainer Luke McCarthy on the show yesterday morning. Both those horses heading, one heading to Melton, the other one was there. And once again, remarkably relegated on Saturday night was Expensive Ego. Those draws will be crucial for the big dance. Half a million this Saturday night. The New South Wales flag being flown high and strong in the Hunter Cup. Closer to home, though, we had racing at Menangle, where King of Swing did win on Saturday night. And one man who is regularly driving winners every Saturday at the moment is Jack Trainer, also training them. Good morning, Jack. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Yeah, g'day, Mick. No, no dramas at all. Mate, Chevron Art, your Maitland Inner City pace winner, went to Menango on Saturday night, and I thought he was very good on the big track. He only paced a 153.6 because you were able to control the race down the back straight. Where do you see him ending up? Is he a horse who might end up in the free-for-all grade? Yeah, he's um, been a really nice horse to my stable, Mick. He's just kept improving and improving since he's come over from New Zealand. Um, he's only had the 18 starts now, and um, like you said, he's sort of taken that next step and um, showing that he's going to go right through his grade. Um, he is actually going to be aimed at the Chariots of Fire, so um, he's going to have a go at that. Uh, the owners were quite keen to put him in the deep in there and see where he stacks up. So, yeah, he's a horse that um, in the future, even another six months' time, he's going to be a really nice horse. And, yeah, I probably would say he'd probably get to the free-for-all level, um, you know, with a bit of time. Jack, you have a lot of very good horses around you from your former home in New Zealand at the moment. Let's go through them one by one. Stylish Memphis has been excellent so far this campaign at Menangle. She looks, to my eye, Jack, at least as good, if not better, than last year when she won the Ladyship Mile. Yeah, I think that's right, Nick. Um, I, I think you're probably right by saying I think she's probably even better again. Uh, her last win, she had to sit parked in 150, which is not easy for any horse, especially a mare, which is probably known to do her best racing sprint style. So, um, yeah, she had to tough it out a bit, albeit in a bit of a lower-grade mare's race. But, um, yeah, she's really on song at the moment, and uh, she's going to race next week in the uh, Ladyship Mile qualifiers. And, yeah, I couldn't be happy with it at the moment. She won the race last year, then went on to contest the Miracle Mile. Is that the right thing to do with these mares? Is it a case that when they get in by winning the Ladyship Mile, you roll the dice? Or is a race like a Miracle Mile this year against a Lock and Varat and a King of Swing maybe one step too far for her? Well, I suppose it depends on, on the mare and how they cop in the racing. But, um, you know, she won the Ladyship Mile with ease really last year and I think she sort of deserved her shot and pretty hard to turn down an invite to a million dollar race for owner trainers and the drivers so um, yeah she did wasn't disgraced last year in the Miracle Mile her sectionals were as good as any just when she drew 10 it probably just put her out of play uh, she's the sort of mare that 
I mean, you're talking King of Swing and Lock and Varats, you're talking about champion horses, but she's the sort of mare that's got such good speed and, and on the big track, she can follow any sort of speed. So uh, although she probably hasn't got their sort of status, she's the sort of mare that I think can go with them and, you know, if not, win a race against them if it was the Miracle Mile or some other race just because she did such a high-speed mare. Jack, you've also become the New South Wales driver for Krug and Just Remember Me. Krug, very good winning there last week, allowed to miss last Saturday night. When do we see him next, and are you staying in the bike? Yeah, he's a, he's a lovely horse, Krug. He's just a true professional, Mick, and um, a bit like Stylish Memphis, he had to do it tough first up. He sat parked in 149, which, again, is no easy feat, and he just cruised it too. He's actually trained on since since then. Um, Crayon and Carter both said that he'd be better for the run, which naturally they are after a run at the big track. And he's actually racing this week in the Hondo Graden, um, which is a chariot to fire qualifier on Saturday night. So um, those draws will be out tonight. And, yeah, I think um, just speaking with Crayon, it does sound like um, all things going well that I might be able to keep the drive. But obviously um, we just take every week at a time. What do you make of him as a potential Miracle Mile horse? Because he looks like he deserves to be, if not the favourite, close to the favourite for the Chariots. But we have mentioned that step, and it is a big step, to Lock and Varart and, and King of Swing and Expensive Ego and even Bonsal Benjamin. Is he a horse who would enjoy the the searing speed of a Miracle Mile? Yeah, he definitely is, Mick. He's, um, he's definitely a Miracle Mile sort of horse. He's... Uh only a four-year-old, but he, he just feels like a Grand Circuit horse. Um, he's just a true professional. He just would follow any sort of speed, and yeah, I think for sure he's a um, miracle mile and, and down the track a New Zealand Cup-style horse, so I definitely think he's good enough to go with them. Talking about the miracle mile, um, you obviously train at Menangle close to Jason Grimson's stable. Have you seen much of Bonsell Benjamin floating around? Because I'm sure you guys all work out of the same place, but uh, we haven't seen him since his Inter-Dominion triumph. No, I actually, uh, I did actually see him the first time I'd seen him uh, working on Saturday. He looked like he was moving along pretty quick, and he looked a million dollars from the ice. So I'm not sure actually how far away he is, but um, Jace, I've speaking to Jace, he said he's got him on track, so I'm sure you'll um, see him in the upcoming weeks, if not next week, maybe the following week. The other good horse you drove to win at Menangle last week was Just Remember Me, who races in New Zealand as Remember Me. She's a daughter of Adore Me. What did you make of her in your first race night feel of her? Yeah, she was a lovely filly too. Um, actually, once again, first time at Menangle, um, she found the front and she felt like she was just going to run away from them on the corner and then probably halfway up the straight, she just started getting a little bit lost where um, it might have looked like she flattened out, but one thing to note there is when the horses come up past it or alongside her after the finishing line, she actually picked up the bit again and wouldn't let them pass. So I think there was actually still a little bit left there. And again, she's trained on. She's actually racing tomorrow. Um, young Carter's driving her tomorrow at Menangle just to keep her ticking over. But yeah, she's a, obviously a Matt bred filly. And um, yeah, she gave me a really good feel. And I think when you see her over the 2,300 metres, 2,400 metres for the Oaks, I think that's when you'll see the best of her. And, um, yeah, really excited to drive a filly like her too because I think she's definitely in the top echelon. 
We see some early season two-year-old racing tomorrow, Jack, at Menangle, that Tuesday afternoon meeting. You're driving a horse in race two called Naturally Gifted. Have you had much to do with this, and can you give us any push one way or the other? Oh, actually, I've never sat behind him, Mick. He's, um, I think he's a two-year-old having his first start, and he's had five different drivers at the trials, and, and I'm not one of them, so I'm going in a bit limey south. Um, but yeah, Wayne always has them pretty forward and ready to go. And I just watched one of his trials where he actually won the trial, and um, yeah, he looked like he was a little professional. But uh, obviously, early day two year old, probably your guess is as good as mine. No one sort of knows what you've got until you are under the race conditions, so probably can't help you out there. Just other than to say that he looks like he is a natural little, um, nice little two year old. You have a couple from your stable in races four, that's Ideal Terror, and a very impressive debut winner in Kowai Blaze, who's in race six. What are the expectations for those two tomorrow afternoon, Jack? Yeah, Ideal Terror's just um, been copping some bad draws at the moment. He looks like he could actually get a good run. Um, I've sort of seen him maybe being three cents, which is not a bad place for him. He's probably a rough place chance, and Kowai Blaze, she's a really green filly. She... Um, She's got a lot of ability. That was her first race start on last Tuesday. She just sort of mixed the gate a little bit early. And then when she settled down and got moving, she really showed some good speed. So drawing one tomorrow, I expect, barring bad luck, she should be really hard to beat. Um, so, yeah, she's probably my best of the day. All right, Jack, it's been a wonderful start to Carnival Month uh, for you. Mate, um, we're looking forward to seeing you behind Krug, behind Remember Me, behind... Obviously, stylish Memphis, mate. So thank you for joining us this morning, and good luck for the huge month that lies ahead. No worries. Thanks very much, mate. That's uh, Jack Trainer, who's having a hell of a run at the moment. Massive at Menangle last week. Won again there last Saturday night. It's almost a weekly occurrence for him. One man who it could well very quickly become a weekly occurrence for is Jared Elchin, because he had some very good two-year-olds last season. They're now three and he is starting to bring them back to the races. And, Jared, congratulations. The Quinella in the Simpson Memorial on Saturday night. My ultimate Baxter beat my ultimate Byron. Were you surprised that the lesser favourite of the two could win? Uh, good morning, Nick. How are you? Um, no, it didn't surprise me too much. Um, Martin Byron was a sort of last-minute... Um, except they're in the race. They only had six nominations and they weren't really going to go with the race. So David Watson um, phoned me and said, did I have anything else to sort of help the race stand up? And um, yeah, so he, he, he was ready to go without having a trial and he probably just needed a trial to sharpen him up. Um, I didn't think they'd have to go 150 to win it all the same, but uh, Mildman Baxter had been set for that race for probably the last month. So he he was fully wound up and ready to go. Um, I thought if they had gone about like maybe 52 or something, that Byron might have been able to um, get away with it and be too good for Baxter. But when um, Brian Portelli sort of let his horse roll, I thought, oh, the other horse might be a bit fit for him. So, but like I, I have got a fairly big big opinion of my ultimate Baxter. Like I've always really liked him, and he's worked his time in. He's just gone to another level. All right, heading forward, because we know the New South Wales derby is just around the corner, do you have a preference for who will be the best horse in a month's time? I think my ultimate Ronnie will end up being the best horse, and he wasn't even in that race. Um, 
I've, I've liked him from day one. I think he's probably going to be my best um, three-year-old this season. Um, whether he gets to the New South Wales derby or not, we've just had a couple of little issues with him. Um, we're just deciding whether we, we press on or whether we might, may miss the New South Wales derby with him and, and concentrate on the back end of the season. But probably out of them two, I think um, probably or just on a sheer ability, Byron's the best horse. Um, well, he probably will be in the next month, but Milder and Bax has just got better manners and he's probably just a better better overall racehorse. Um, but on pure ability, probably Byron is the, the better of the two. But he's Jared, a bit naughty. Sorry for interrupting you. Jared, for those people who, who follow the harness but don't know the ins and outs of the ownerships, these horses are owned by Tumby Park propriety. Um, it's it's a relatively new thing, the My Ultimate team. How many My Ultimate horses do you have? And they seem to have come on the scene not only very quickly, but very successfully. Yeah, um, people seem to think that it's probably come on the scene quickly because this season we've had such a good run, but they've actually been clients of mine now for a fair few years. And um, we, we had a fair few lean months there where they, uh, oh, not months, years, I guess, where we, we didn't buy the best yearlings and you know what it's like when you're buying yearlings at the lottery and we spent up pretty big at the yearling sales and had had no luck. And the last couple of years, we've really, um, really looked for a different class of horse when we look at it for our babies and it seems to have um, paid dividends and um, we seem to have a fair few nice two-year-olds this year as well. So... Um, I think they might be in for another good year as well. But, yeah, I've probably got about oh, roughly about 20 horses here for them at the moment. So, yeah, they they um, spend up big and all credit to them when they win the big races, you know, because they've invested a lot of money. With going to the yielding sales, Jared, it, it's not the sort of numbers we see for the gallopers. We know that. But is it a case now where if you want to buy these good colts, because we do have sales just around the corner in Sydney, that you need to be paying between fifty to one hundred, or even on very rare occasions in Australia, north of one hundred thousand dollars. Is is it something people are now just starting to get their heads around that the days of getting nice, good, cheap colts are, are probably gone? Because it tends to be that the top ten or fifteen buyers usually end up on the same horses. Yeah, I, I don't quite agree with that. I, I think um, some you look at the higher price. Yearlings, I don't, not so much in New Zealand, but in Australia, the, all the higher priced yearlings or colts don't seem to, they're not the ones that are winning the big races. So I'm of the opinion if you can spend a rare, like, you, you can't get them as a bargain for 10 or 15,000, don't get me wrong, but I think you can pay overs for them as well. Like, we try and look for horses in that, say, 40 to 60, 70 range. Um, we sort of look for them, and um, we, we've seemed to have done a, done a good job the last couple of years doing that. Um, all the ones that we've spent over that of ours have been no good, you know. So I think you've just got to be a bit careful because you can pay too much for them. Um, but then again, you still want the better bred ones, so you really got to do your homework and go to the sales and look at them all um, and, and go from there. And the last couple of years, we've sort of changed our way We've done things, and yeah, hopefully it pays off again this year. 
What do you look for, Jared? What's the thing you look for? Because you're a horseman, so therefore I presume athleticism's important to you, but uh, it is hard at the harness racing sales if they have no breeding because clearly the stallions, the better stallions have bigger books. So what, what's the thing that floats your boat when you go to the sales? Um, I solely look at, definitely you've got to look at the page, but I, I look a lot on just type because it doesn't matter whether they buy the top stallions out of the best mare and if they look like a camel, nine times out of ten they're going to run like a camel. You know what I mean? So I think at the end of the day, They've got to look like a good horse, and if they don't look like a good horse, I don't think they run like one. So if if you've got one marked in your book and it's it's very well bred and it doesn't look like a horse, we just steer clear of it. You know what I mean? So I think the main thing I look at is the complete package of the horse before I even look at the breeding because um, I think that's very important. Um, talking about your good young horses, your very good filly Madrid returned last week and she was a bit luckless behind Just Remember Me. I take it she would improve on that run and, and when do we see her next? Yeah, she she was first up without a trial as well. So we didn't want to overtax her in that race because she's got a long season. So um, we, we elected to hand up and obviously... Things didn't go our way from there. I think she would have made it very interesting had she got out 50 metres earlier. But um, at least she pulled up so good from that run. And her work's been terrific since. So she's actually uh, just struggled to find races suitable for, lead-up races suitable for her. Um, so I've asked at an angle. So I actually um, put her in that Penrith on Thursday night. So she'll go around there and just... That'll probably be her last run before before the Oaks, I'd say. Um, and then she'll just go into the, the qualifiers of the Oaks probably two weeks after that. Mate, I would presume if she gets a, a nice draw, obviously those fields aren't out for Penrith yet around Penrith, she'll be awfully hard to catch. Yeah, yeah, no. She um, she she won the British Challenge Heat at Penrith last year. Um, so the, the size of the track doesn't worry her. And... Um, Looking at the fields early, uh, looking at the nominations early, I think she's going to have to probably draw one to three. So she she should just jump on the bunny with her gauge speed, and I'd be very surprised if she got beat. Mate, we're looking forward to seeing um, this amazing crop of three-year-olds you have heading forward, mate. So thank you for your time, Jared. Congratulations on winning the race the other night, and good on you for sticking a horse in there and, and keeping the great race alive, mate. So... Um, yeah, thank you for joining us this morning. Looking forward to seeing the little girl, Madrid, at Penrith on Thursday night. No worries. Thanks a lot, Nick. That's Jared Elchin. Really interesting to hear his comments there around purchasing in that sort of 40 to 60, maybe 70 range at the sales. Uh, interesting comments because there are, these days, a lot of $100,000 standard breeds, but he's found that's not what works for him. One man who I'm sure would like to have $100,000 yearlings in the barn is Robbie Morris, but Robbie, it's sort of hard to find people who pay those money for them. Your team seem to be keener, Robbie, to buy actually going horses more than yearlings. Would that be the right, right way to describe your statement? Yeah, look, I think um, it's like anything. You've got a supply and demand. We're probably, the last year or so, we've had owners going to the yearling sales and we've probably walked out with 10 or 12. So, yeah, up until last year, we weren't that sort of, big on yearlings I enjoy them um, but yeah probably the last two years we've sort of been lucky we've got a group of owners that like yearlings and then a, a group of owners that, that like so we were lucky enough we cover both sides 
Mate, you're heading to Newcastle today for you and, and your wife Kerry Ann's team of horses. You've got a few drives there. We'll discuss some of these before we discuss some of the bigger names heading forward. Um, first on the card, horse called Just Feeling Good. What can you tell the punters about your drive at eight minutes past two today? Very funny, guys. Oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car. Get in! While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win, or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long may we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Get ready to secure the very best yearlings New Zealand has to offer. With world-class talent now hitting the track, NZB Standard Bread graduates have claimed 14 Group 1 wins, 27 stakes wins, and 7 derbies last season alone. Buy from the best in the business at NZB Standard Bread's 2022 National Yearling Sale in Auckland and Christchurch. New Zealand Bloodstock, where winning begins. Welcome back to On The Pace. Our apologies, Robbie Morris never stops working and therefore he is in the car and travelling. So Robbie, I'm going to blame you for the uh, the conversation stopping because we love you here at Sky Sports Radio. We wouldn't hang up on you, Robbie, so this one's on you. Yeah, I wouldn't hang up on you, but I think the um, the car took over the Bluetooth as I was jumping in on it and it wasn't a very clean changeover. <laughs> on to race one today at Newcastle, mate, where you'll be heading shortly. Um, just feeling good. Have you had many of a spins on this one? Yeah, look, I've only drove him the once. He's, um, look, I think sort of you can tell by his form, he's definitely no star, but probably loves the right sort of race here today. I, I drove him fortnight ago, ran fourth, thought okay, and it looks like he might be able to find the top. So if he found the top in that sort of race, um, you know, he, he, I think he'd be hard enough to, to roll over. It's just, it's not the strongest race in the world, so we'll take our chance. Mate, in the second on the card, you get to raise the bat with Jay's cash. He has start 100 today. He's only won three of them, so I presume the uh, expectations around a win aren't sky high, but it's not the strongest field in the world either. No, probably a lot like race one. He's um, yeah, it's not, the, not the strongest meeting in the world today, but that race is definitely probably not the strongest. I only drove him the once. He ran third, his last start. Not okay. Um, it was over 2,200 at Bathurst his last start. Back to the 2,000 probably will help him a bit. Um, yeah, I think he'll truck along strong enough in the right race. Mate, race three, you drive a horse I thought had to be a huge chance today. Better to be tricky. Um, last two runs at Menangle, last time it went to Newcastle, you tipped it to us and it got the job done. Will it do the same thing today? Yes. Yeah, he um, his run was really good Saturday night. He enjoys the backup. He enjoys Newcastle. He's probably, I say to his owners all the time, they're, they're a terrific bunch of guys. And the only horse that I've ever had that you can just, every time he goes out on the track, you know what you're going to get. And uh, yeah, I think he'll be awfully hard to beat in that race today. Mate, you haven't driven your drive today in race four, Rosarito Rock, its last two starts. But when you did last drive it for Ian Warby, at Newcastle, you got the job done. So you're sort of going for back-to-back wins, albeit four starts apart. Yeah, that's right. He's um, yeah, he's done a good little job with this mare. She's, she's once again probably just starting to get the peg fitness now, and 
usual driver Dan Morgan jumped back on. I, I just got on because he was he was a bit ill, I think. But um, yeah, look, the last time I drove her, she found the front uh, and she she rated a good enough mile for this sort of race. Um, we'll probably look to do the same thing today. We'll we'll head her forward and if she can get there, make them chase us. And the sixth on the card, you have one of the stable runners for yourself and Kerry Ann. That's American Dagger. Came here last start, jogged around in fifty six, and would suggest if he does that again, he's going to be awfully hard to beat. Yeah, he's um, probably you know last time he went the fifty six, he got across to the rail and got in behind the leader. Um, I don't know if he can find the rail today, but if he does, um, yeah, he'll be sort of thereabouts. Like I said, he's one of them three year olds that. Probably a little bit caught up in our handicapping system where he's won that maiden and, and now he sort of has to race horses that are a little bit older than him and more experienced than him. But um, he's got the ability there. If we can get across somewhere to the, try and get to the fence, even if he gets to the fence with a bit of cover, he'll, he'll run another honest race again. And, mate, you're driving the last, Prodigal Guinness. The form looks OK, but this is actually quite a nice field for today's meeting. So not an easy race for Prodigal Guinness. No, it's, um, you know, he's probably, his numbers don't look as good as what his runs have probably been. Um, but like you said, uh, I was probably a bit unlucky. That give me a reason on the second row that I normally drive quite a nice horse for Alex Douchin. Um, but obviously I drive a hell of a lot for Roy Root, so I had to stick, stick loyal there. But I still think Prodigal Guinness is the right horse to drive. Just a tricky speed map early. Um, but there should be a few moves in the race, so... There's a few little moves and we can find ourselves handy enough. Um, he, he's a really nice horse, Prodigal Guinness. Just probably hasn't handled the half-mile tracks all that great. But being back to Newcastle, um, I think that's a massive plus in his favour. Mate, you head to the home track Menangle tomorrow with his two-year-old racing and you drive a horse for Brian Portelli called A Gift from the Angels. Now, it's up against its stable mate, Chantilly, in the same race. I thought Brian had them both looking like horses who could potentially win races early. Yeah, definitely. I, I drove this horse for Brian, who does a super job with his babies. They come to the races, and, and they're very well-mannered, and, and they, they, they're they there to race. And I drove him early in a green trial. It gave me a really good feel, and I was supposed to drive him at the trials a couple of weeks ago and had Newcastle, so I missed him. But um, yeah, he's a pretty handy horse. Um, you know, they say Chantilly goes quite good, but... Um, you know, I think this horse will run a really forward race. I'm really, really looking forward to driving him. Another couple tomorrow, mate. You're driving a fair de Caveur, who probably has some ability, and it's probably in a pretty tough field tomorrow, but might be a trotter worth following heading forward if the manners stick together. And uh, and you've got Hickstead from your stable in race five. Either of those a chance for the punters who like a Tuesday afternoon splooge? Hickstead probably going to get a good trip there. He's probably going to end up on the back of the fortunate son, which is flying at the moment. If I can hold on to his coattails to the last 200 and still on the bit, I think he might be able to sort of get off his helmet and zip him. But if it runs a big mile, it might take the legs out of Hickstead. But I think he can run a place. And um, a fair to cover is going... He's not going bad, the horse. He didn't score up last week. He was a bit of a terror. And um, I drove him a bit ordinary the week before that. He sort of got into a gallop so if he trots and, and can get a handy spot he's ultra consistent and I, I think he'll run a little race mate on saturday night you drove colt 31 and you gave him every chance behind king of swing you fired out of the gate you got the trail behind king of swing 
He only battled into fifth. Is he maybe these days a yard too slow for the king of swings of the world and he's a horse you need to work around that high echelon grades and try and pick the right races within Sydney? Yeah, look, I think um, I spoke to Grant after the race and we weren't disappointed with him. I, I did aim him up. Um, I, I wanted to sort of find out where, where we were sitting. Um, you know, look, I made him do a bit of work early, but then we got a good trip on his back. Look, I, I think he's always... He's been a super horse, Colt 31, and, and Trista and Grant have done an outstanding job with him. Um, but, you know, with King of Swing, like I said to Grant, we, we took on a champion and we took on the benchmark for the last three years and he was seven metres better than us. So it's not a not the worst way to finish a race in the world, but he's probably more of a Bohemia Crystal over a bit of a trip. They go hard. He can sit off them, but he's probably been that sort of horse all his life. He's, he's won his races. So, yeah, we... We had a shot at the title on Saturday night and come off not not the greatest, but I still thought his run was good. We just got to probably drive him a little bit more conservative, conservative and let the race come to us. Mate, uh, we appreciate your time this morning. Um, I know you're in the car on the way to Newcastle shortly. What's your best chance of driving a winner there today for the Sky Sports Radio listeners? I'm going to go with me old mate better to be tricky. He doesn't let me down often. I'll be following you in. Drive well, Robbie. And our, again, our apologies for your car refusing to talk to us earlier today, mate. We're, uh, we'll try. We'll try and catch you at more convenient times in the future. No worries, mate. Anything for you. Have a good day. That's Robbie Morris. Um, better to be tricky. His best. The third on the card at Newcastle. We thank him. We thank Jared Elchin. He has Madrid heading to Penrith. Uh, on Thursday night, and Jack Trainer gets back behind horses like Krug at Menangle this Saturday. But don't forget the barrier draw for the Hunter Cup, the AG Hunter Cup at Melton, which has plenty of New South Wales interest and superstars, including Expensive Ego, Spirit of St. Louis, and King of Swing. That barrier draw at 7 o'clock tonight, shortly after tab.com.au will have those odds up. Enjoy your punting week. Brittany Graham will be back with more On The Pace at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.